Dealmaker Insights, the podcast brought to you by Reed Smith's corporate and finance lawyers from around the globe. In this podcast series, we explore the various legal and financial issues impacting your deals. Should you have any questions on any of the content through this series, please contact our speakers. Hello, we are back again. It's Tamara Box at Reed Smith here with Ian Balkwell, also of Reed Smith. And Ian, last time we got together, we chatted about CMBS. I know your favorite subject and certainly one of mine and decided it was on the naughty step, but it was doing its best to get off, get away from that naughty step sort of mentality that came from the financial crisis. Today, we're going to talk about maybe it's CMBS's sort of first cousin, and that is the CRE CLO. You have just completed, uh, indeed, Reed Smith has just completed the first CRE CLO in the European market. So tell me why that's important. And not just to you, because I know it's important to you. <laughs> why is it important for our market? Well, thank you. I mean, I think it's it's a very important development for the market. And I think there's there's a number of reasons for that. But to be perfectly honest, I think if you sort of go back 14 years to the global financial crisis, you'll realize that we've kind of got to the position where we kind of got to before the crash. I think it's important for a number of reasons. I think, firstly, you have to look at the fact that we've got this new deal against a backdrop of record CMBS issuance in Europe. And alongside that, we've obviously got a new product in the form of the CRE CLO. And so what that really shows is that, you know, there is a definite demand for a product which involves the securitization of loans secured by commercial real estate assets. If we'd had this conversation 10 years ago, then we would be talking about its extinction. And clearly that isn't the case. I think it's also important because what we've also seen in the last decade is a number of banks have sort of retracted from the sort of CRE lending space. And what we've seen fill that void is the funds. And what we have with CRE CLO is a very sort of smart balance sheet funding tool, which those funds could use to sort of finance those loans. So I think that's an important development. I think the other thing to be really mindful of here is the fact that in the US, what we've seen is real exponential growth in the level of CRE, CLOs that are brought to market year on year. I mean, in the last seven years, you know, forgetting last year, I think what you've seen is a sort of classic sort of exponential growth in that product, rather similar to what we saw in CMBS at the beginning of this decade in, in Europe. And I think that's really interesting because typically we do follow the US, you know, four to five years later. And if our experiences in the past are anything to go by, then you know, we could now be at the starting point of, of a new product in the European market. So I think all those things are really important. And I think I think one final point, which is worth mentioning, and it's probably a bit more of a technical point, but all the CMBS deals that we've seen recently have all really involved large single loan transactions. This CRE CLO that was launched last week comprised of nine loans. And we haven't seen anything like that since 2007 in Europe. So in many ways, CRE CLOs could definitely fill the void left by this, the conduit programs that were so prevalent before the financial crisis. So for all those reasons, I think it's a very important deal and a, and a really important milestone for the commercial real estate lending market in Europe. Absolutely. And not just because we got to work on it. Let's get a little <laughs> more technical here, Ian. So tell me, we talked about the fact that a CRE CLO you know, is a securitization of loans secured by commercial real estate. So how is it different 
really to a CMBS? That's that's the question on everybody's lips right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's a very good question. The truth is, you know, the fundamentals are the same. It's, it's like picking up two cereal boxes in, in a supermarket. You look at the cover page and at the end of the day, you've got in both products, you have the issuance of debt securities. The underlying collateral in both instances is loan secured by commercial real estate. And certainly in a deal that we launched last week, you know, it's a static pool of loans. So from that perspective, both deals are very similar. I think the difference is really in terms of the structure and some of the technical features. And I, I think the key fundamental difference between the two products is that with regard to CRE CLOs, on day one, there's an operating advisor, kind of collateral manager. And their job and role is basically to monitor the underlying collateral and their certain reporting, but also they have more of an active involvement in those loans. And what that basically means is that, you know, from day one, you have somebody who's actively involved in in dealing with those loans, which is not certainly not the case with, with regard to European CMBS. It's also important to appreciate that the operating advisor also has significant skin in the game as they hold the equity piece. So they're very much incentivized to make sure that the, you know, the deal's success, that with regard to actions taken by, with respect to the underlying loans, that they are the correct actions. And I think another sort of feature which is key here is our note protection tests, which in the CRE CLO basically means that, I mean, I suppose these are financial covenants. And so if they're breached at all, then it gives an early warning sign to investors, but also if they're breached, it means that funds will be cut off from being dripped to the equity. So that gives um, investors a huge, huge protection. And again, it means that the operating advisor is completely incentivized to actually you know, do a good job with regard to performing their role. And I think the final point I would like to make here is that an operating advisor also has a quite active role in terms of affecting amendments and certain modifications. And they can also instruct parties to sell loans in certain scenarios. You can see quite a lot of flexibility there in the sense that, you know, as the market builds and develops, the idea of buying and selling loans into these sort of structures you know, should become more prevalent. So w when you take all those roles together, I think what you have with CRE CLO is something which is a little bit more sophisticated than, I suppose, the traditional CMBS. And therefore, you sort of have a product which is more you know, ideally suited for those sort of more transitional assets as opposed to more stabilized assets, which CMBS is, is, is a better tool to finance. Standpoint of, I suppose, fund amassing loans, you know, you have more opportunity to have some control and really manage those assets through. From the standpoint of an investor, an operating advisor is more of a, a proactive party looking after your investment rather than, say, a servicer and a CMBS a little bit more reactive. Is that right? Yes, yes, I would say that is right. If you look at a typical CMBS, you know, operating advisor only really becomes relevant in the scenario where a loan's defaulted and therefore the most junior class of note holders who have an economic interest in the deal then go about appointing operating advisor to sort of represent the views of those junior note holders. With CRE CLO, you have that appointment on day one. That is the fundamental difference in, in many respects. Gotcha. So having said all that and noting the sophistication that's, you know, maybe more prevalent in the CRE, CLO, will we still see these two products coexist in the marketplace or are we going to move to the more sophistication that the CRE, CLO offers? Yeah, 
it's a good question. I mean, the question is ultimately, will these two products reside under the same roof? And you know, to be perfectly honest, you know, CMBS has had, you know, it's been able to occupy the house for the last 20 years and has done relatively handsomely. I think there is a need for both products in the European market. I mean, I think I just sort of alluded to that, but the reality is that CMBS is perfect as a balance sheet management tool for the banks. It's an ideal way to sort of finance those large loans that only banks can really underwrite. And then those loans are then securitized. I think the key thing there is those loans also are lend themselves to more stabilized assets where, you know, where there's a solid income stream. Whereas I suppose CRE CLOs are perfect for those smaller loans, you know, those loans originated by the funds and those loans where the underlying assets need a little bit more work, need a little bit more attention, a little bit more understanding on how those properties work and how to maximize returns. And I think the key thing here is that those sort of transitional assets are going to be in plentiful supply as a consequence of things like the fallout from the pandemic where real estate investors go about sort of repurposing their properties. But also at the moment, as everyone can tell, there's a real push in the ESG direction. And again, that's sort of encouraging assets to be sort of repositioned and repurposed. And in that scenario, you need a funding tool, which is a little bit more flexible. And I think there, you know, CRE, CLOs are perfect. So yes, I think the reality is, is that you will see both CMBS and CRE, CLOs. I mean, it's quite possible that what you'll have is a, an asset which is initially funded through a CRE, CLO. Maybe it's a bridge loan or some other shorter term loan. And then once that underlying asset has sort of stabilized, repurposed, and, you know, it's good for purpose, then that loan could be refinanced for a CMBS. And there's absolutely no reason why you can't have those two products working hand in hand in, in that way. So given what you're describing and how flexible these things are and the fact that we've had, you know, we've had uh, real estate debt funds around in, in Europe for a while, what is this lag that we've seen? Why has it taken so long for the CRE CLO to arrive on our shores versus what we've seen across, uh, across the pond in the U.S.? Yeah, so I think I think the reason for that is the fact that we always like to lag the US. <laughs> but also, I think I think the truth is, is that leading to the financial crisis, US market had, was more lined up for CMBS and CRE, CDOs, I suppose, and maybe the odd CRE, CLO. So I think, you know, securitization was a mainstream feature of financing commercial real estate in the US. That certainly wasn't true in Europe. And Europe certainly suffered more than the US in this space, given the fact that a lot of our structures and documentation wasn't as developed as it was in the US. And so therefore, when the financial crisis hit, I think we probably experienced a little bit more pain. And as a result of that, the fallout of that pain has been that the securitization of commercial real estate in particular has had particularly bad press over the last 10 years, which has not been helped by the shed load of sort of litigation and, and high-profile disputes that have sort of graced the market. But what we've certainly seen in the last five years or so is that there's been a lot more confidence in, in securitization generally. And what we've also seen is a lot more certainty around regulation, as well as the fact that we've had a number of trade bodies like Cressy and you know, investors coming up with best guidelines for securitization of commercial real estate loans. And the truth is, is that all that has been really helpful and positive. And with with the onset of the pandemic last year, what a lot of these structures showed was that 
you know, a lot of these refinements that have been made over the last 10 years, you know, have actually worked. And then the structures are very much fit for purpose. And so in that regard, what I would say is that now is the perfect time for a new product in the form of CRE, CLOs to sort of hit the market because, you know, we've got regulatory certainty, we've got more structural confidence, we've got more investor confidence. And quite frankly, it, it's a product that's needed in, in the European market. And so for all those reasons, I think that's why now is the opportune time to see this development. I love words like certainty and confidence. Um, it's nice <laughs> to hear after some some pretty uncertain times that we've lived through. Well, let's, let's do a little crystal ball gazing then, Ian. What do you predict for the European commercial real estate financing in the capital markets arena? Do you How do you see CMBS and CRE breaking down over the next, let's call it two, three, five years? You pick it. Yeah, so I think I think there's upward trajectory generally. I think CMBS, one interesting thing about the European CMBS market is that it's only a few banks that are actually active in that space and have been for a while now. I think there's no reason to assume why they won't actually continue producing the level of issuance that they have done year on year and if not increase the volume of deals as they get more confident and more streamlined in producing those deals. So I think you're definitely going to see more CMBS issuance and also more banks coming on board in that space. So I think all that will sort of lead to just natural growth of the CMBS markets. And also, I think with CRE, CLOs, you know, we've obviously had the first now. There are others rumoured in the market. And, you know, there's absolutely no reason why we will just not follow the US in this space and actually see sort of record growth. I think there's a few sort of drivers here as well that we should all be mindful of. And we're almost certainly going to enter into a period of sustained increased interest rates. And so that will encourage certainly borrowers, but also other market participants into embracing this sort of securitization technology. But also, I think the other important thing here is, and I've sort of alluded to it earlier, is is the fact there is a, an increased focus on ESG and the fact that people are, you know, will like to sort of repurpose the underlying real estate. And so for all those sort of reasons, there's certainly no stagnation in European commercial real estate. And as a result of that, I think there's sort of financing tools that we'll see, including CMBS and CRE, CLO, will really get a lot of attention. And quite frankly, I think we will see significant growth, whether that's exponential or not, who knows, but I, I would like to think it is. I know what you're hoping for, Ian. So, so th- look, this is a good news story. We've got CMBS kind of coming off the naughty step uh, with confidence and greater regulatory certainty, hopefully greater volumes, uh, certainly as we go forward. And then we've got its its more flexible, more sophisticated first cousin in the CRE CLO, also hitting our markets with a great deal of confidence and a confluence of um, circumstances really conspiring to make this the year of the greater availability of these products, whether that's ESG, you know, rising interest rates, et cetera. So a good story. I like it. All good news. Thanks for sharing with us, Ian, and, and keep after the great work in the CRE, CLO, and CMBS markets. Thank you. Dealmaker Insights is a Reed Smith production. Our producer is Ali McArdle. For more information about Reed Smith's corporate and financial industry practices, please email dealmakerinsights at reedsmith.com. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, reedsmith.com, and on our social media accounts at Reed Smith LLP on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. 
This podcast is provided for educational purposes. It does not constitute legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship, nor is it intended to suggest or establish standards of care applicable to particular lawyers in any given situation. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. Any views, opinions, or comments made by any external guest speaker are not to be attributed to Reed Smith LLP or its individual lawyers. All rights reserved.